Welcome to Grounded with Brandon and Craig, episode 30, no, episode 47. Really? Really. Are you sure? Three away from 50. Well, yes, I know we should be past it because I took a vacation. Yes. I was not going to say that. Mm -hmm. I was going to say because you got infected with this virus and you were, it was so, it broke my heart so much. Yes. I would never say you were on vacation. Never, (laughs) never. Well, welcome to you, Craig. Welcome to you, Brandon. It's good to be here. It's a beautiful, it's a little, it was a little chilly. It is. I'm dressed a little too warm right now. Yeah, but it was beautiful outside. The sun is shining. It's going to be nice. 67, 8 today. Yeah. And I'm dressed way too warm for 67. You are. Very much. But when I left my house, it was 35. So what do you do? Right. How can the temperature go up 33 degrees, right? Come on. Springtime in Ohio, man. Anything's possible. Yeah. So yeah, it's been crazy. It was crazy morning. I got home from dropping the kids off from school and I went in and was talking to Allie and then I went in the kitchen and I was grinding my coffee beans. Okay. And after that, I'm getting my coffee. Like I hadn't even poured the water in or anything. And Allie goes, um, was that out there when you came in? I'm like, what are you talking about? There was a, a concrete truck. Tipped over in the ditch on the opposite side of the road. And I saw it as I passed it coming in. You said concrete was everywhere. Concrete was everywhere. Your neighbor has a brand new patio Patio sitting outside in the ditch. (laughs) It's going to be wonderful for him. He can sit out there and have his coffee and (laughs) his barbecues. It's right on the highway, but he can do it. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was crazy. And the funny thing was, was, well, I I don't know if it was funny or scary. Like anything on Route 4, anything can happen. Oh, yeah. I was out there literally three minutes earlier pulling my trash can back from the road. How awesome would it be? I mean, I, I hate it that that happened to that poor guy, but right. how awesome would it be if you actually saw that guy pour that patio? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told Allie, I was like, uh, they're going to have to do something because that concrete has not been mixing for over an hour now. Yeah, and I don't think that concrete's going to get mixed. I think it's already on the ground. Yeah, exactly. So that's a lot of work. I mean, they got to fix the fence. they got to get that truck out of there. I think the top of the truck uh, where the concrete sets the mixer is broke. It looks like it's come out the top of it. Mm. Maybe it didn't, but it looks like it is. There's a lot of concrete. It yeah. looked like a lot of concrete. I didn't want to be that guy like, you know, over there with binoculars looking yeah. or anything. But Yeah, I wanted to stop and get out and take a look. <laughs> right? Well, you had a better view than I did. Yeah, I did have a good view of it. So, so. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. And then, um, you know, we have a couple of disappointments. I have a disappointment. You have a disappointment. Coming into the sporting world, I picked the University of Kentucky to win the NCAA championship. <laughs> they got knocked out in the first in round. In the first round. Like, um, I know a lot of people got there. Brackets bra- everybody's brackets were busted. Yeah, some people had Kentucky going to the Final Four. Some people had them going what to the Great Eight. Some people had them in the championship game but losing. I had them winning. How do, how do you recover from that? You can. So, so yeah, we do a, a a bracket here in the office, and I have Arizona beating I think Kentucky, or I've got Kentucky at least in the Final Four here. But we do then I do a bracket at home with Allie and the kids, right? And in that one, I've got Kentucky winning. So it's like I'm I'm shot. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm hoping Jordan wins our bracket because she's got Carolina all the way. You know, and it may happen because Carolina, man, they blew that first game out, and then the second game they went into overtime. And yeah, but they were up by 25 in the second half and should not have have blew that lead. See, I don't understand why that happens like that. I, mm. I don't know. I don't know the breakdown. Sometimes, like Kentucky, watching that game, I, I'll just be honest with you. I, I love the University of Kentucky. I love UK. Yep. I, I love the whole thing. But I'm watching that game, and I'm even. 
hoping that they're going to pull it out. But in the back of my mind, literally, I was thinking they do not deserve to right. win this game and move past. Because if you if this is the way you're playing now, this is you're going to get you're going to get killed in the next game. Oh, exactly. They, they just they turnovers. They balls got stolen from them. Mm-hmm. They they couldn't hit the shots. Yeah, it was just I don't know what happened to them. It's like everything they did during the season gone. And it frustrates me to death, though. Yep. Yeah. You know? No. Once. Once again, I think they they got out coached, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not not hard to do, I guess. But yeah, you know. No, that was a that was a heartbreaker. I've got some Kentucky fans um, who are, are good friends, and so I hate that for them. Haven't heard from my buddy Seth in in Kentucky, and. <laughs> Gonna give him a little bit more time. What did I send you? I sent you my Bitmo crying or something like that. You, like, you sent me a bunch of Bitmos. You sent one crying, then you sent one with flames coming out of his eyes. I did do that. You were mad, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, you know, I, as a North Carolina fan, it's like, you know, cheering for Duke in the in the NCAA tournament. You just don't do it. Right. It's like you enjoy seeing them lose, but at the same time, it was like I really don't want my bracket exactly. to get busted this early. Exactly. And um, I, I needed I need to bring this up too because, and this is actually if Allison Clark is listening, she loves it when we talk about MLB so much. Major so I know she's tuning in hard right now. So, um, but your team, yeah, and Freddie Freeman oh, have parted company and parted ways after what twelve years. 12 yep. years with the organization, yep. and he is now a Los Angeles Dodger. So. And of all the teams, of well, all the know, teams that not, he could it, have went to. Bro, he's not going to go to the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. He's not going to go to some place like that. He's going to go to the Yankees. He's going to go to St. Louis. He's going to go to the Dodgers. He's going to go somewhere where there's some uh, for know, sure. I get notoriety. That. But I could have handled the Yankees as much as I don't like them. I could have handled St. Louis as much as I don't like them. But the Dodgers... That is my most hated team. Really? Yeah, I don't like the Dodgers. I don't mind the Dodgers, actually. Yeah, well, you know. I don't mind them. But, you know, I, I've got a different uh, experience with the Dodgers. I, I I thought the teams of the 70s with the Dodgers were just phenomenal, fun to watch. Reds were better, so that made it easier, you know, to, to stomach. But, um, but yeah, I don't – I mean, I'm not a big fan of Dave Roberts. I, yeah. You know, we talked about him last year and – you know, in the playoffs and things and, um, and they got a, you know, I'm not a big fan sometimes of their organizational moves, but right, right. I do, um, you know, hey, good for Freddie Freeman and, um, you knew, that money. you knew he was yeah, out. He was searching for money. Well, you and, knew he was out. You get that. So when they brought in, um, is it Olsen? Yeah. Yeah. Matt Olson. And that's what you and I were texting back and forth. It's like there's no more integrity in baseball anymore. You know, back in the day, guys would, you know, love a team and stay with the team, and it wasn't as much about the money. I mean, the truth is, is he gonna make good money wherever he's at. He just wanted more money, and yeah. the Braves weren't willing to yeah. to give it to him, I guess. And yeah, you know, so they've got to do what they've got to do. I respect them as an organization, and you know, have faith that we're gonna be playing the Dodgers in the postseason again this year, and we'll get right. some revenge on Freddie, even or. He's going to get revenge on them. <laughs> I guess, maybe. Yeah, and that's the bot. That's the bad part, you know, because um, you know, when you're when your player comes back, if they come to the, you know, back to Atlanta or something, he pops a three run bomb. Oh, well, people are going to be like, oh crap. And he knows you know? our pitchers. He exactly. knows how we play. He knows how we're managed. Well, it is. Uh, the, it is. Uh, you know, I I text Brandon last night and I said, hey, did you see that Freddie Freeman is a Dodger? And he's like, no. Uh. <laughs> I think my shoulders slumped. I was like, oh, come on. Why a Dodger? Out of all the teams, why a Dodger? Yeah, it, it was a rough day yesterday Yesterday for me for baseball. Not only did I find out that Freddie 
went to the Dodgers, but we had to get Christian some stuff for the baseball season and bought him a new pair of cleats. And good for you. You know, the best pair of cleats I could find him, the best looking one, the best support. Are you ready? Everybody, you ready? Whose name is on him? Bryce Harper. And, you know, if you listened to earlier podcasts back last year, you know that Brandon, he ditzes Bryce Harper. He kind of like, you know, trashes Bryce Harper. I'm going to let you all in a little secret. Okay. And here's the secret. (laughs) Bryce Harper is Brandon Chenault's bromance. I'm just telling you straight up. He, I know deep down inside there's a soft spot for Bryce Harper. Okay, here's I the can deal. see it in his eyes. Here's the right deal. Now. If I, if I played Major League Baseball, I would probably be like Bryce Harper. Exactly you would be. 100%. I'd be flipping my hair and. Exactly you would be. And you'd slide in a second, lose your helmet and flip that hair back like you own the ballpark. <laughs> well, maybe he does. And some worship minister in some place in Ohio would be like, I can't stand that Brandon Chenault. <laughs> probably. Probably. But so yeah, there was that. I had to swallow that, but. Exactly. You know. He texted me that last night and I told, I sent like memes of Bryce Harper back flipping his hair. And you, he, he texted me. I texted him. I said, just bought Christian a pair of Bryce Harper baseball cleats. And your response was, of course you did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> he probably walked right into, where'd you go? Dunham's? Dunham's, yeah. Right, right into Dunham's, looked at the first person he saw, where are the Bryce Harper cleats? <laughs> Can I see the Bryce Harper? Well, and they're Under Armors. I do like Under Armors. So. Yeah, they're very, I do like them too. So there's that. So now, now that we got the world of sports behind us. There we uh, go. What's up? What's, what else is going on? Oh man, just, uh, it was a busy weekend for us. We had the North Union Robotics Pancake Breakfast. Heard that went really well. It went really, really well. Good. And so that's good. It was a good morning and, uh, I made a cake to to raffle off, and it brought forty bucks. Not, I wasn't super pleased with that, but hey, you know, it was good. That's good. And so, hopefully, that they. What did they ra- Did they have like sporting stuff or? So they had I mean, mostly. They so what what they did was all of the robotics teams were in charge of getting a basket together. Okay. And so our basket for our team, Jordan's team, is the one hundred and one Dalmatians. I think okay. we've talked about that oh, yeah. before. And so with them being the 101 Dalmatians, I talked to the other parents in, in our team and everything. And it's like, why don't we do a dog themed basket? And so we did a basket and instead of a basket, we did a, um, we did a dog bed as the base. Okay. And then we put in, there was actually, we <clears throat> had someone give us, um, some dog, um, pillows and a blanket and it had, dog prints on it and pictures of dogs and everything and so it was a okay. fleece blanket and pillows and then we put in a dog leash we put in dog couple dog treats we put in some balls we put in a chew toy we put in a dog bowl there was um a the gentleman who runs and who owns the the pet store down in marysville um that they have a dog wash it's right there before okay. you get to walmart in that strip mall there where trace potrios is um, he donated a card that's good for five free dog washes. They have a dog wash in there. You can oh, go nice. in, you, you wash your dog, but they've got these dog wash stations nice. and everything. And so, um, he donated that. And so there was a lot of, a lot of stuff in there that, you know, people could pamper their, their pet. That's really good. Through that. But there were, uh, it, it was neat because a lot of the teams based it off of their team name. Like okay. there were the four crazy burritos. They had, um, a taco themed basket. Oh, okay. Um, and so that one, that one was good. Um, and so then they also had like each, I think, grade level in the school donated. Mm-hmm. So like the teachers all went together and donated something for the raffle as well. And oh, okay. Then the community came together and bid on it. And I got outbid on a couple of them there late, but really? yeah, sad. Well, you know, <laughs> I guess that's money I can save to put toward my trip toward 
yeah. Toward worlds. Another vacation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you vacation. <laughs> uh-huh. You vacation more than Biden, man. You're, <laughs> oh, Lord. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anyway. I wish. Yeah, that one wasn't planned, right? but it's going to be good. We're, we're looking forward to That'll that. That'll be good. So. That'll be really good. Well, good. Congratulations to them and having such a good day. And, yeah. It was um, good. You know, it's, it's nice because this pancakes community. Pancakes are nice. Pancakes are good. They were yeah, good. They, yeah. they started running out of pancakes at like nine o'clock, literally. No way. It started, it was from seven. Is it to, just pancakes or was seven it sausage? To noon. They had sausage okay, as well. Perfect. A lot of sausage, yeah. I bet, went It down. was a lot, but they, they were running out of pancakes early. And so Christy had to send Nate to, to Costco to get more pancake mix. How many uh, people do you think you served? I would say by the time it was all said and done, they probably served over 500 people. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a good day. That is pretty good. That's yeah. very good. Perfect. And that's a nice thing. I was going to say, you know, this community, whenever something like that takes place, there's just so much support in the community for our students. Yeah, that's, that's good. And that's, and that's the beauty of probably, um, you know, living in a small, you know, town, yep, yep. um, you know, like Richwood that you have that and there's, there's that awareness. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it happens in Cincinnati, you know, with, um, Oak Hills or LaSalle or, you know, something like that where, but it's more kind of, um, it's like past students and families and, right, you know, right. relatives and, you know, um, you know, sometimes you have professional athletes that have come from Cincinnati basketball, football or baseball and they'll come back and help you know, generate money for certain things. And right, so it's right. a little bit of different scheme and look as a, as opposed to, you know, where we're setting. For um, sure. You know, so they may raise more money there, but it's a whole different ball. But like in a small area like this, it, yeah. you can really see that, you know, I love that people do that and support yep, that. So exactly. And, and yeah, they're just super supportive of our kids, mm-hmm. of our students. Right. So that's, that's good. We appreciate right. that. You know, that's, that's awesome though. So, well, congratulations. Hey, thanks. Yeah. What about you? What's been up with you? Uh, really not uh, much. Really, I can't, nothing really. I mean, I just. And you're boring. I kind of am. You have no idea how right? boring I actually am, but, um. Just crying at the basketball games, I guess. <laughs> well, it was really hard because I, I was watching the Kentucky game on Paramount. Is that Paramount on my Roku? Right. And so it has CBS. So I'm live streaming this. Um, oh, you text me. It was so bad. It was, it was like glitching. it, the voices and the, mm. it was like, he's up for a three point shot and they're still like 30 seconds behind on the screen. I'm like, this is driving me crazy. And then it would, it would lag and then it would freeze. Uh, and I was just like, uh, oh my goodness. So I actually went on CBS live stream and you would not believe there must have been, I mean, you could probably go back and check it now. I bet I saw. My gosh, hundreds of people like, what is wrong with the live stream? I can't keep it going. It freezes up every minute and a right. half. And so people were pretty frustrated about that. So, but yeah, the next game was fine. So, but <laughs> so not only did Kentucky get beat, I had to suffer through that suffer live, through live stream, stream broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. But no, I, we're, I'm doing pretty good and weather's been great and it's nice. It is very good. I'm going to try to get out and start running soon now that the weather's breaking. Good. You want to run with me? Nope. Why? Okay. Just in case you have forgotten, my running days are over. You're weak. <laughs> well, you may have a point there, but my running right? days are still <clears throat> over. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess. I can uh, ride a bicycle next to you. There we go. 
and um that would be fine that would be fine that. actually i do like i do like hiking mm-hmm. and i think hiking is just as effective as um running it probably is and uh, especially if you're you're hiking in some rough terrain right and i do like doing that i don't like doing that with like a bunch of little kids and, and everything right, right but i will i will tell you a couple of um i think it was last summer summer or summer before i can't remember i think it was um Anyway, we all went hiking and mm-hmm. we went to the mountains. We were in Tennessee. Yeah. And we hiked up to this falls and it was, it said, um, easy to moderate. Right. But I'm going to be honest with you. I think it was moderate to hard. E- easy to moderate for who? So exactly. So, you know, of course it was Anita and I and then Dustin went. And so Dustin took, uh, Davis, Evelyn and Izzy. And then we had our friends, Monty and Suitcase that, that we hiked up to mm-hmm. this. This waterfall, gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous when you got up there. And, um, but I'm going to be honest with you, it was, I think it's easier to hike up than to hike down. Right. Because you have to really, hiking up, it's, you can grab your spot and get some traction. Yeah. Coming down, you got to, you can lose your footing right. pretty hard. So there was a couple times where, um, <laughs> I think it was Evelyn, she went, there was, we had a straight shot and it was clear. She just started to run. I was like, Stop! Because I can right. see you're just going head just over tumbling, heels right? down, the, down the path. Oh man! But uh, going up there, like doing something like that, I would love to do that two or three days a week. Yeah, hike uh, a terrain like that, and um, because I think that does so much for you. It works everything. It does, as opposed to like running for me just bangs bangs my knees to death mm-hmm. anymore. But hiking does not. I don't know why. I don't know. So yeah, we we hiked uh, over ten miles in one day last year. I think it was close to thirteen down in Hocking Hills. Okay. And we did that with all three kiddos and they were troopers. Kennedy's legs were so sore when we were done, but How, what was the terrain like down there? I think there? I carried her the last mile and a half actually, Whoa. like on my shoulders. It was up and down. I mean, it was yeah. all over. It was up and down. It was, yeah, it was probably a lot like Gatlinburg. Yeah, I, I'm sure we have hiked down there before. It's been a while. I it's totally nice. I forgot about that. It's down nice. There. Yeah. I have to remind. So, Adina, if you're listening, remind me. Let's put Hocking Hills on our schedule this year. So there you go. Down, but, you know. There you go. Let me know. We we rented a tiny cabin. Okay. You can rent a little tiny cabin and those are down nice. for the I've night. Seen the, I haven't seen them, but I've seen pictures of them. Yeah, the kids loved it too. It was great. Were you up in the in a nest? Was it a tree? No, house? it wasn't a tree house. Okay. But they do have some tree houses. Have you down seen there. the tiny cabin tree houses? Yes. Those are awesome. They have those down there. They have some of those also up in Amish country as well. They do. They do. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So um we had a good day yesterday. Very good day. I thought it was really good. I thought yeah. for some reason everything seemed f- fabulous. Yeah, it just was like the Holy Spirit was definitely present and he working. It was. It was crazy how uh, crazy, right? Crazy, <laughs> right? But everything like um like even from the get-go, the like you welcomed in the first service yep. and you were like, you know, whatever, good morning, but people literally answered you back. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in that first service It doesn't service, always happen. Yeah. You're like, am, am I on or whatever? But I was standing in the back and I actually heard people, you know, right with you. Yeah. So I thought, well, maybe this is going to be a good sign today. And so we started singing. I went to the front, even from the get go song. It, yeah. People were just singing. Yep. Both services. Yep. Both services. But I will be honest with you. That first service, they let it fly. Man, we were singing the great I am right oh before my you got up. Goodness. And it was like, I, I just wanted to step off the mic. And just let them take it because yeah, it was like, it was like, and I kind of turned to my side and there wasn't not one person that I didn't see that was singing. Right. Like everybody was right. singing, like they were going to town on that. So I don't know. I just think God works through that. Everybody mm-hmm. knew the songs. It was just the spirit was flowing. So you get up and you start to speak. I think it just kind of opens yep. everybody up. It does. God was working already in that. 
And then, um, you know, we showed a clip from the, um, the chosen, the chosen. Yeah. What an awesome clip, man. What an, what awesome, an awesome series. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're behind. I mean, we, we kind of got behind the eight ball watching it. You know, right. everybody was talking about it and it was like, okay, yeah, that's cool. I bet it's nice and, okay. and everything. And then we started watching. It. It's like, oh yeah, what, what have we missed out on? Yeah. And so we're about seven episodes in, I think now we watched one last night. Allie and I did. Yeah. And it was when he called Matthew. Oh yeah, yeah that's that a good was, one. That was yeah, a good one. that's a good that one. That's a good one. So. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, but yeah, it was a good day yesterday. Worship was awesome. Um, people were just uh, even standing around after church to just talk. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a lot of people hanging around. There yesterday. were, yeah, yep, there were. It yeah, good. it was a good day. I thought the message was really good. And just that idea of you know, do you want to be healed? And, yep. And you know, it's not just physical healing always. Right. It's, you know, maybe it's emotional, maybe it's spiritual mm-hmm. healing. Exactly. You know, but that, that's a great question to ask. Do, do you want to be healed? I had somebody come up to me after the uh, first service and said, are you really as messed up as you pretend to be? And I was like, I'm actually more messed up. I just, I try to downplay it a little right. bit. They just looked at me and just kind of chuckled. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing to understand is we all, you know, we all have those moments in our lives where, yeah. where we do have, frustrations we do have temptations we have sin in our mm-hmm. lives it doesn't matter if you know you preach or you lead worship or you work a secular job you know satan is going to work on yeah. on all of us well you know as a as a doing what we do mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that you know we're in another category i'm just saying doing what we we do you stand up you lead worship and you talk about god and you pray in public mm-hmm. and you speak god's word and you preach sermons and you you know mm-hmm. you lead worship you do all these things and you struggle like everybody else. Right. There's a tendency that Satan works overtime on you mm-hmm. doing what you do because of there's that you, you can you can really wrestle with guilt and mm-hmm. shame and I'm not worthy. I shouldn't right. be doing this. And so I, I really believe, you know, sitting here talking, that's Satan whispering those lies in your ear because 100%. we're all messy. We all know where we're at. God mm-hmm. wants my heart and he's got it. But doing what we do, you, you can compound your issues 10 times or 20 times more than probably the other person because you do feel at times it's like, and I think I've said before, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm preaching this today, but I've been struggling with this myself. Right. Yeah, I know what God's word says. He's 100% right. And I'm legitimately not doing this right, right now. Right. And I need to. Yeah. So you, you can, your mind and Satan's lies and whispers in your ear can really play. Yeah. Almost makes you feel sometimes. even more unworthy. I think mm-hmm. sometimes is, you know, something that I've struggled with in the past too. And yeah. we've talked before you, you do almost live in a glass house at times. Right. And so, but no, it was a, it was a good day. Like you said, the spirit was just great mm-hmm. moving and, and it was it was a great day. I think it was really good. They had youth group last night. I heard he had forty. Yeah, some. 40 he some? said 40 he had three? quite a few. They they got the golden corral back out. I saw. I guess all he said the that. The Gaga yeah. pit. I saw Gaga that. Ball. <laughs> so that's really good stuff, though. Yeah. No, the kids love that thing. Yep. I um yesterday we started off the uh, the message um, and I ask a question: Is Jesus Christ the center of everything that you do? Right. And I really believe that's a that's a legitimate question for all of us. That Christ has to be the center of everything that you and I do in our life, and um, and it that's that's kind of a hard thing to think about when you when you start going down the road with yourself because He's center of everything I do at work, on the road, in the store, uh, the way I react to things, the way that I think about things. So we can't say, well, Jesus Christ is the center of some things, right? Is he right. the center of everything that you do? And so when you say everything, that begins to, you have to start going down the road of self-evaluation of 
what am I doing? Right. Is Christ really the center of everything I do? Or am I just saying that he's the center of, of everything right. that I do? Right. And, yeah. And, and just to point out yesterday, we began our new sermon series that's going to lead us up to Easter Sunday. Exactly. And through Easter Sunday there. And so it's called the road to redemption. Mm-hmm. And yesterday was called he heals. And so, you know, just a great question to begin and just to get mm-hmm. your kind of gears going is Christ. And, and if I'm sitting there and I'm going to be honest and I'm evaluating, no. Christ isn't always the center of everything that I do. Exactly. Should he be? Yep. 100%. But he's not always. And so that's where that, like you said, that self-evaluation comes in of, you know, I don't need to worry about the plank or the, mm-hmm. the speck of dust in someone else's eye. I've got to worry about the plank in my eye. Right. Like I have to evaluate my heart. I have to, to focus on me before mm-hmm. I can even begin to think about helping someone else. And so, you know, what are those areas? You, you know, you kind of got to break it down a little bit more. What are right. those areas right. in my life that I need to just turn over and allow Christ to be the center right. of? So. Of it all. Um, I read a verse from Colossians 1, 15 through 17. It said, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible, invisible, whether thrones or powers, rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things. I love that. Mm-hmm. And in him all things are hold together. And so... It gets back to the question, is Christ the center of everything you do? Because all things within him holds everything um, together. So I asked another question as we kind of got into this, and this was the question that I asked. It was funny because I can't remember if it was the first or second service. I was like, okay, I've got a question I'm going to ask you. Are you guys ready? And a couple people were like, yeah. And I was like, okay, for the two of you who answer, right. here we go. Um, and the question was this. When was the last time Jesus asked you a question? Mm. <laughs> And that's kind of a weird question, to be honest with you, but right. I believe he asked me questions, mm-hmm. and I believe I hear questions mm-hmm. from his word or yep. something that, that takes place. And um, and I'm not talking about hearing voices in the middle of the night. I'm not talking about right. ghosts right. or something like that. But legitimately, when's the last time that you've been that open to God, mm-hmm. Christ is the center of everything that you do, that Jesus is going to ask you questions? Because if you believe, seriously, in the power of God's Holy Spirit living inside of you, you got to realize that he's going to talk to you. Right. It's a supernatural thing. And he's definitely gonna, he's gonna talk to you. And, um, and, and I think what happens sometimes, and I, I think I said something like, you know, if you've been around the church for a long time, you, you might hear, hear somebody say, well, you know, I got baptized in 1986. And sometimes the person may have been baptized in 1986 and been a Christian for 35 years, but they legitimately have not grown. Right. They've stayed right on the steps of the baptistry and that's as far as their relationship to God has gotten. Yes, are they saved? Yes, but have they grown? Absolutely right, not. Right. And I think that's been a big, a big thing in the Christian church. And because I think one thing that I've noticed that if you do not have the Spirit of God in your life and the Spirit of God leading your life, and if Jesus is not first place in your life, then you become all about sin management. Right. And you manage your own sin. I mean, think about that. Have you ever yep. managed your own sin? Mm-hmm. How, how'd that work out for you? Not very well. Because I can't. You can manage it to a point. To a point. And then you are, yeah. Where do you go from there? Right. Because you can't forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. We can barely get through the day sometimes without the guilt and the shame and, right. and all that. So you can't do any of that without, you know, Jesus Christ in um, in your life. But um, I just, um, I think sometimes we place more on the look mm-hmm. than we do what God wants to do through us. Right. And being intentional to hear from God of what God wants to do 
in us, mm-hmm. around us, in in through us. So it becomes about I got to give my money. I got to wear this outfit. I got to sit in these pews. I got to look at this carpet. This is what's got to happen. Right. You know, this is the way church is supposed to look. This is the way it's always looked. So we get into the look and the vibe, but we're not really giving or surrendering ourselves to God. Right. And so. There is a fine, hairy line. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. Mm-hmm. It's just there's a fine, hairy line. Is is that your heart? And is God is God in that right. in your heart? Right. And if this is about you, then well, everything you're doing is for you. Right. So doesn't that make you God yeah. at some point? Right. Right. So um, I love the fact that Jesus kind of lays it on the line in John 15 to us, and we talked about this. This is a great passage of Scripture. Isn't it, though? Yeah, and probably one that we should read at least once a week. <laughs> I agree At least for me. <laughs> I agree with well, you. Because I think that, for you know, you didn't ask this question, but, you know, that's another question to ask yourself. Am I connected, you know, to right. the vine? Exactly. Am I connected to, to Jesus Christ, the, you know, the source of, of life? Mm-hmm. But yeah, John 15, verses 1 through 5. Do you want to read it? Or sure, I'll read it. Over? Jesus says, I am the true grapevine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches mm-hmm. that do not, that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. And so that's the, the thing to remember is even, even if we are connected to the vine, he's still pruning us. He's and still growing on us. We're still kind of learning and we're st- that so we can produce even more fruit. So uh, pruning is cutting. Mm-hmm. Pruning is cutting at, and, and you know, when you prune something, you just don't cut it. Correct. You, you cut it in a certain way, right? Exactly. You, you have to angle it and all that. So there's a direct result of your pruning to get you to, uh, to get that plant or like, let's just take the berry farm. Right. You know, they go down and prune. They do. And so they're pruning them in a certain way. They're cutting in a certain way to, why? To get those berries to grow throughout the year. Correct. And I mean, I'm sure it has to be painful mm-hmm. to have to cut back a vine that looks very good. Good and healthy. Um, but, and that's the same thing with us that mm-hmm. God is going to prune those things that to, so we can have more growth. That's a really good part of that verse. It, it is. It is. Verse three says, you have already been pruned. And purified by the message I have given you, remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. The last, those last several words, apart Mm -hmm. from me, you can do nothing. That should that should really be a wake up call, right? To all of us, mm-hmm. to where where we need to be, because we we can only do so much in our own power. You can you can fake your Christianity. You can fake what Absolutely. you are for a, yep. for a while. You might be able to do it in in a certain sector, a certain certain group for 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 quite a while, but you can't be authentic in the right. way God wants you to be. Because right. apart from you, apart from Him, there's really nothing we can do. Mm-hmm. It's just us doing our thing, and so sometimes. You know, sometimes I think Christians become some of the greatest actors on the face of the planet and should be getting an Sadly, Academy Award yeah. or something because sometimes, you know, you look at that person and you're like, wow, that person's putting on a good show. But, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes when you look at them out in the world, you're like, wow, they're just like everybody else. So right. where is Christ in charge of everything? Right. So you have to answer no. Right. And, um, but yeah, that's an awesome, that's an awesome, powerful verse. And that whole chapter in John 15 is, you know, amazing, I mm-hmm. think. But, um, yeah, but if, you know, we have to, if we want any depth in our relationship to God, 
John 15. I would encourage everybody just to read that entire chapter. Just yeah. read John 15 and get, get connected to the vine get, yep. and stay connected exactly. with, with Jesus Christ. Um, I, um, so yesterday we showed the uh, clip from The Chosen where Jesus meets the man who's been lame at the pool of Bethesda for 38 years. And, um, I was actually going to read that scripture, that whole story. Right. And the Sunday you were gone, you were, um, in, in Fe- September, we actually, I actually did this. I opened up, Do You Believe in Miracles? Mm-hmm. And that was that first Sunday that we started that new sermon series in. And so, but I took a different twist on it. I took a different twist that, Do you believe that God can still do a miracle? But this one is the same kind of theme, but do you, be- do you want to be healed? Right. Cause we kind of really centered in on the question that Jesus asked the paralytic. Do you want to be which, healed? Which just kind of take a break from from that. You know, think about that. He walks up to this man who hasn't been able to walk for thirty eight. Well, could be longer because he's been there for thirty eight right. years. So, and so he walks up to him. Do you want to be healed? What kind, I mean, is that a rhetorical question? Like, isn't it obvious? Of course, he wants to be healed. But you know, as you watch this and as you read. You know, in John here, it's it's so much deeper than that. You know, right. Jesus is not. He, yes, he's talking about physical healing, but it's so much more as he gets into that. And he's like, it you really know, is. Your sins are forgiven. You know, it really is. And I love that when um, Jesus in the in the video clip we showed yesterday walked up and said, "Do you want to be healed?" And the man was like, "Who are you?" And he, we'll get to that later. Right. But do you want to be healed? Yeah. And and I loved it. He's like, I'm having a really bad day. And Jesus, remember in the clip, said, you've been having a bad day for a really, really long, long time. time. And, and I love that because it's like Jesus already knew what this guy's problem was. So here's my here's my thing. I didn't even talk about this yesterday. They didn't show as many people around the pool of Bethesda in the video clip as I picture that would be there, actually. I, I picture right. hundreds of people laying around this pool, okay? So um, – but can you imagine being – like the guy next to the the lame man, and Jesus comes up and heals this man, and then Jesus turns around and walks away. Right. Like, hey, what about me? <laughs> hey, what about me? Yeah, like, hey, come help me out. Right, I want to be healed. I want to be healed. Exactly. But um, that whole interaction yeah. in John chapter five, where you know he explains to him, and then the man makes up all these excuses. So you don't understand. Or you know, you're here to help me get into the pool. You don't understand. I've been. I can't get into the pool. Every time I try to get close, somebody tramples me. Somebody walks on top of me. They shove me aside. And I love Jesus's response in in the video where he says, "I'm not talking about who's helping you or who's not." Mm-hmm. It's like all you need is me. And I love it that when and you've watched the chosen, so you know this. Um, where Jesus actually sits down when he starts talking to somebody like the lame man, Jesus always says, look at me. Mm-hmm. Look up here. Look at me. Yeah. And I always love that because it's like Jesus is saying, keep your eyes on me. And I think that's great for us today. I'll read God's word. It's I hear Jesus saying, Craig, look at look me. At me. Yeah. Look at me. Don't get sidetracked by everything else. Look at me. And so when I do look at Jesus, mm-hmm. it changes. And this man, and you saw the clip yesterday, he really looked at Jesus. You can actually see in his face. The guy who plays that part is amazing. Yeah. But you see in the paralytic's face that, you know, he starts to like concentrate on Jesus. And it's like, it was, yeah. it was right. It was very great. similar to, um, when this is the episode we watched last night where Nicodemus meets with Jesus on that rooftop. Oh my gosh. And that one is just something else because the, wow. you know, the look at when, when Nicodemus finally pieces mm-hmm, it together and mm-hmm. realizes who he's talking to, 
I mean, you can just see in his face that, that idea of, man, I'm unworthy. Exactly. And so, yeah, just that idea of looking at, at Jesus, we do get so sidetracked. And that's, like you said a little bit ago, that's part of Satan's scheme. Exactly. He wants us to get sidetracked even by good things. He wants us to get sidetracked. You know, mm-hmm. I talked about that last week of getting distracted. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. some of the things that we get distracted from or by are not bad things. Right. Sometimes it's things in the church. We get distracted, but we're not looking right. at him. Exactly. And I, I love the question that Jesus asked, do you want to be healed? And I love that. And I love that. And so, um, you know, after the video clip, I stood up and I said, so the question is, do, do you want to be healed? And when was the last time that Jesus asked you that question? And, um, and I said, I'm going to be brutally honest today. Some of us have issues mm-hmm. and we have painful issues, um, in our life or just stuff in our life that we don't want to tackle. And we, we kind of try to ignore that and hope it's just going to go away and it's right. just going to disappear for our, from our life. And maybe it's painful. Maybe it's something that happened to you that, that you absolutely want to forget or, Maybe you need to confess something. Maybe you need to make something right. Maybe you need to ask for forgiveness. Maybe it's a bad attitude. I don't know what you're, what you're wrestling with, but do you want to be healed? Because a lot of us, we continue to lay spiritually by that pool right. and it never does anything for us because Jesus in the video clip said, this pool does nothing for you, but yeah. you continue to come. Why? And the man says, I don't know. And I think that Jesus, when he asked us, do you want to be healed or he looks at me in my life for some of the things that I struggle with, and I keep going back to that same pool spiritually. Mm-hmm. I know Jesus will say, Craig, why do you keep going back there? Yeah. And I have no defense. I'd have to say, I don't know. I don't know why I keep going back there. And so, you know, we have to to admit where we need to come clean and where we need to be healed. And that right. requires that you've got to be painfully and brutally honest with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's hard to be honest with yourself if yeah. we're... If oh, I'm absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like the very last interaction in that clip that you showed yesterday where Peter looks down at this guy and he's like, don't forget your bed. And the guy reaches down and he picks up and he's like, why is this so important? Because, you know, he'd been told a couple of times, exactly. now, pick up your bed and, and go home. And, and the guy asked Peter, he's like, why is this so important? Peter says, because you're not coming back here ever again. Exactly. That, that old was life good. is gone. He exactly. Said, you know, this is. I can't remember exactly how he words it, but exactly. he said that old life is over. That's, you know, and that's one of those, um, that's one of those lines in that clip where it kind of gets swept under the rug, but that is a very, yeah. very good, yeah. uh, good thing. You're not coming back here anymore. You're not coming back here. And how awesome would it be as if we actually got things cleared up with spiritually in some areas of our life and we stopped going back to that area right. and we're not going back there anymore? Yep. How would that change our life? Cause I think what happens is we work it through and we think we've worked it through and we'll go back. Mm-hmm. And we lay at that pool again, yep. and then we work it out. We we go away, but you know that's a good good that's a good illustration about the mat. I think mm-hmm. sometimes we walk away from the pool, but we leave our mat by the pool. Right. And see, there's another whole sermon in that, bro. There we go. So the next time we go there, I'm going to let you preach that there you one. Go. <laughs> we, we're going to do like a, all next year from January through December is like the chosen. We'll just do exactly chosen clips all year. <laughs> but um, you know I. I think there are Christians um, who are in our in, who are with us yesterday, or watching, or maybe even listening today. Um, I'm going to be honest; you don't want to be healed of your stuff. Mm-hmm. You legitimately do not want to be healed of your stuff because I think sometimes our identity is wrapped up in our junk and Correct. our issues and our stuff yeah. and the things that we've been through. And we do think, you know, I have a right to be like this. You have no idea what I've been through, so right. I have a right um, to to go to go through this. And I think it gives us an excuse to defend 
I'll be honest with you, our bad, mm-hmm. ungodly behavior. Yeah. And I think that's a wrong place to be in our life as a follower of Jesus Christ. So, Correct. Um, so, you know, the road to redemption is, is do you want to be healed? Mm. Do you really want to be healed or do you love holding on to your stuff? Right. Do you love your stuff more than you love Jesus Christ and letting him be in control of right. it all? So right. connecting the dots to that is very difficult sometimes. So. For sure. Um, so I gave uh, five things, I think, yesterday that keep us from allowing Christ to bring us to healing. Yep. And the first one was self-protection. And I won't, you know, spend a lot of time on that, mm-hmm. but um, where I think we just guard our hearts closely. Yep, yep. And we hold them close to us. Right, right. And, and it's, you know, I think it's natural to want to protect yourself and look out for yourself. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's not what God calls us to. God calls us mm-hmm. to focus on him first and, and foremost. And somebody after the first service say uh, came up to me and they said, you got my attention when you were talking about self-protection because they said that's what I do. And they said, but then you said that is like the most atheistic and agnostic right. view of life right. because you're, 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 you're pushing God out. Right. And they were like, that really got me. So they're like, I've got to not self-protect. And mm-hmm. I said, but you can do that through the power of Christ. Right. You can't do that without, without Christ. Exactly. It's, it's only on you. So, um, I did read a quote from Mother Teresa. You did, and I saw this quote. I saw the entire prayer quote um, on Facebook a couple of times yesterday afternoon where people went back and they looked up the entire prayer and really? posted it on there. So, yeah, a couple people did that. Did they really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. But I read this part where it says what you spend years building, someone can destroy overnight mm-hmm. to build anyway. The good that you do today, people will often forget tomorrow, so do good anyway. In the end, it's between you and God, and it's never be between you and them. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. And I, I think that's the big thing to to be reminded of, you know, of no matter what we do, you know, we shouldn't be doing it for a pat on the back. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be doing it to build our ego, to make ourselves feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, it it should be because God has told us to do that. Exactly. Because, because God has placed that on our hearts to do that. Mm-hmm. And and so I love that. Man, I love that quote by Mother Teresa. I do too. And you know, you self-protect because I think number one, you're unsure and we're not trusting God. And so we yeah. go into like a turtle shell. And so we do that. The second thing I brought up was denial. Yep. Is we just, <laughs> we, we just deny it. We, and this is like self-protection to, you know, the 10th degree because um, we just aren't, we're just not fessing up to, right, you know, right. what, what is going on. And we, um, you know, we lie because, you know, if we, if we admit that we need to change or if we need to get well in a certain area, then the truth can hurt because, mm-hmm. and I think we, we lie to ourselves. Yeah. And it's almost like we deceive ourselves or exactly. we, we convince ourselves that what we're doing is right. You read a quote from Priscilla Shire. Tony Evans' daughter, if you Tony don't Evans know who daughter. that is. Yep. Correct. This apple did not fall far from the tree. No, it's, it's almost like this could have been a Tony Evans quote. And exactly. She says, we can lie so long about ourselves that we slowly start to begin to believe our own lies so we can't even recognize the truth when it is laid out, laid down at our feet. She's right. Mm-hmm. We can lie to ourselves and we don't even realize that we're lying to ourselves and we think that we're telling the truth. It's kind of like when you heard the saying, that guy lied so long about something that he actually thinks he's telling the truth. Right. I really don't think that some people think they're lying to themselves. I really believe they think they're telling the truth. Right. And that's a sad place yeah. to be. And you read um, you read a passage of scripture, a story Jesus told from Luke chapter 18 verses awesome 9 through 14. And, and this is one that I have personally been convicted of. Over the years that, that I'll come back to and it's like, okay, who am I in this, in right. this account? I think and I'm a little says, bit of both actually. For sure. 
And he said, me or you? No, me. Okay. I thought well, you were pointing your finger at me. Well, I was, but. Okay. You know. Says, Jesus told this story to some who had, oh man. There we go. I'm on my phone, so it, it was glitching there. Thought maybe you need glasses or something. I might. Okay. Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a, disp- was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I am not like other people. <laughs> Cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. What a schmuck, right? right? <laughs> I fast twice a week and give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, Oh, God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. And Jesus said this, I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Man, seriously, that is that, such a, I mean, that is such a pointed story. Yeah, and that, I mean, the Pharisee? He was he was in denial. Yeah, he was. And I think yesterday I said something to the effect of, hey, I'm just going to go out on a limb. I'll guarantee that 90% of people in this room have actually said this or thought this. Hey, I may have struggles, but I'm, but not, I'm not like, like that guy. Exactly. And people kind of chuckled, yeah. you know, because you know it's true. For sure. I've said it. I've done it. I've said it. I'm like, well, I may have some issues, but I'm, wow. not, I'm not glad I'm not that guy. Right. And that is a crazy place to be if you think about it. Right. It's a terrible place to be. We have just – upped ourselves in some in our mind somehow some way exactly so, so it's denial it's like 100 percent um denial and and i and i you know sadly i am like the pharisee sometimes mm-hmm. and i'm like the tax collector but i need to go one way or the other exactly. back and forth it's like dr jekyll and mr hyde sometimes right but, and then i put there's blind spots that was yes. number three um and this is a little bit different than the rest of them because you're not trying to cover up anything you just don't see it in you your just life. don't see it you don't see anything in your life you just you're blind to you know your stuff and john nine forty one Jesus says if you were blind he's talking spiritually blind you mm-hmm. wouldn't be guilty and Jesus replied, but you remain guilty because you claim that you can see yeah think about that verse yep I'm guilty. Even though I'm saying I'm a believer, right? But I'm missing it in my own life, so I'm guilty. Right? It's crazy. And, and here's the thing: I was thinking about this too. Is you know, I my car has the blind spot detectors. Oh, okay. And so if I've got that on, I am you know, if there's somebody in my blind spot, once they get to a certain point on either side of my vehicle, right? Where I'm going down 33, and there's a car coming up on my left. It gets to a certain point. I've got a little light in my mirror on my driver's side oh, door nice. that turns yellow. If they're on my right side, it's on my passenger side mirror, and it turns yellow. And, and the truth is, is that you know that's why it's so important for us to be in our Bible on a daily basis. It is because that is our blind spot detector. Being in God's Word. And being connected to the vine, like we talked about mm-hmm, earlier, mm-hmm. is going to be that blind spot detector. If I've got mm-hmm. somebody in that blind spot and I turn my turn signal on, you know what mm-hmm. my car does to me? It beeps at me. Really? Yeah. So I don't get over and hit that car. And that's what, you that know, happens that happens a lot, doesn't it? Not very often. Okay. I'm no. just but that's what, you know, that's what the Bible should be doing for us too. It exactly. should be sending that signal of, Hey, exactly. You, you know, something's not right here. Exactly. 
And um and, and I read a verse from that David wrote in Psalm one thirty nine verse twenty three. Mm, yeah. Everybody knows this verse and it's awesome. Search me, God, and know my heart, and test me to know, to know my anxious thoughts. Yeah. If you pray to God, search my heart. He's going to search it. He's going to show you where you need to change. And I'm going to be honest with you. It's not going to be pleasant. Mm-hmm. Right. You're going to be honest about about your stuff. The fourth thing that keeps us from getting healing, I believe, is poor choices. Yeah. We've just made some bad choices in our life, and that's a hard pill to swallow, I think, mm-hmm. for some people because we do not want to fess up to our poor, poor choices. So what we do is I blame you or I blame somebody else or I blame my spouse or my parents or I even start to blame God, right. and there's no responsibility on, on my part. But Jesus catches up with this man who was healed by the pool of Bethesda later on in John 5. And in John chapter 5, verse 14, it says this. Afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple, told him, now you are well. Stop sinning or something even worse may happen to you. Wow. <laughs> I wonder what that man thought. He's like, what? Right. And I, and I think I said something yesterday to the, to the, to the way of, you know, it's theological nuts for you to think that everybody who's sick or suffering is has sin in their life. So right. you just can't go there. You right. just nobody should ever go there. And the disciples kind of kind of had that thing, but when they right. came across the man who'd been born blind, and they said, "Was this a sin that he did, or a sin his that his parents, parents had done?" Right. And and Jesus actually said it was not because of his sins or his parents' sins. This is actually John nine three. Um, he said this happened so the power of God could be seen in him. Yeah. Wow. Think about that. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're going through, no matter what, it's yours to show. God yep. and the power of God in that. So it goes back to the very original question. Is Jesus the center of everything that you do? Right. And if he is, then he's even going to be seen in your things that you go through and right. the power of God is going to be seen and in you, you. And you talked about that. You you mentioned the fact that cancer happens. Sickness takes place. Right. Um, car accidents happen. Right. House fires happen. I mean, you made it, maybe didn't mention all of these things, but um, you know, there are things that just take place. Let's be honest, right. because we live in a broken world. Exactly. Because sin entered the world, and now there is death and pain and hurting and brokenness, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we necessarily can't control that. Um, and then there are also things that take place because of poor choices. Exactly. Um, you know, maybe that guy ended up in the ditch because he wasn't paying attention and then got off the side of the road, and the, the weight of the... The concrete made him tip over. I don't exactly. know. And it may have been a poor your choice. Neighbor got a new patio. I, I don't know, right? <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Go put a fire pit out in the middle of it. I think what everybody needs to remember is this: is that you know, I think Jesus is talking about there's consequences when mm-hmm. you willfully continue to sin. Exactly. And you have to think about the word willfully. Right. If you willfully continue to do the same thing over and over and over and over again, then you need to right. realize there's going to be some detrimental consequences to your sin and to, and to your life. And I think that's why Paul wrote in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God yeah. is eternal life through Jesus Christ. I love, Lord. I love that too. verse. I love that. That's a, that's a huge, I can't say that. It's a big but. <laughs> but it is. Right. For the wages of sin is death, but yes, here here we go, yes. and I love that because mm-hmm. he 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 shows you this and then he shows you that, yeah, and I and I love that um, about that. So we just have to look, choose God. And the fifth thing is unbelief, yes, and that we just really don't believe that God says He can do what God can do. Mm-hmm. And so again, we I think it kind of kicks into our, yes. our our 
our physical human thinking. Yes. We, we, we are so inept when it comes to literally giving it all spiritually over to God. So we start to take over because we think, well, God's not doing this in, in, in the time that I want him to. And I'm still suffering with this. So I'm going to take over. Yeah. So maybe the journey is not you, not the first four or five or six steps that you had to take. Maybe the journey is actually in the last step and a half that you're actually going to see God because God's wanting to, right. if, if God healed you immediately, you may not give credit to God. Right. But if God heals you at the last second or if God brings you to something or you're going through this and God's working in you and all of a sudden things change, now what are you going to do? Right. I have to give glory to mm-hmm. God. And um it's kind of like um you know we we want it to be over so fast. We want to give God, you know, <laughs> hey God, thank you very much and then we're on with our life. Right. Exactly. But if if that happens, most generally you give glory to God for the second, but you're not going to give on on glory. Right. And that's why it's important as well to this idea of unbelief to look at him. Exactly. You know, going back to that illustration of, you know, look at me. Exactly. Don't get sidetracked. Look at me. This idea of unbelief. I love the song that we sang yesterday during the countdown. Um, it's called Too Good Not to Believe by Brandon Lake. Um, and Cody Carnes wrote that with him as well. But, you know, I just love it. You know, I've, I've lived stories that have proved your faithfulness. You know, if we look into our lives, we have seen. We should be able to see the the hand of God, right, working. Um, and then, like I, I said a little bit ago, you and I were talking about you know that bridge is just so powerful. Mm-hmm. Where they've wrote this song from from personal experiences, and it seen it says you know mm-hmm. I've seen cancer disappear, I've seen metal plates dissolved. Mm-hmm. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Mm-hmm. I know that he can do it. And so it's that, and, and they, the chorus goes, I believe mm-hmm. in the wonder working God. Exactly. You know, I believe, you know, and so that's why we have to battle the unbelief. Exactly. 100%. And that's really, really hard for us to do sometimes because, mm-hmm. again, we rely on us and not on the power of God, which is supernatural. It's nothing physical, uh, humanness to it all. Right. It's all spiritual and supernatural. Very, very fine line mm-hmm. that you're walking as a Christian. Do you believe it or do you not? Right. Well, I do believe it. But again, I'm like everybody else and, you know, nine out of ten people who try to snatch it right back from God. Right. And it doesn't work out well. Right. For me. Yep. So Absolutely. I hate that. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so, and the question goes back, do you want to be healed? Mm-hmm. So do you want to be healed? Because you, you're, there's some responsibility mm-hmm. on your part and it's going to be a hard responsibility. There's some things you got to give up. There's things you got to, a direction you've got to take. There's a, a road you have to go down. It's literally the road to redemption for healing for right. you. And it's a good title for that. Um, it was a very good Brandon title. Brandon actually picked that title out. I did. Uh, thanks, CMG. Well, Church Motion Graphics. It was somebody there. Somebody had to do it, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I love that, that idea too. You know, I talked about that leading into communion yesterday because, you know, as we're heading into, into Easter, that's what Easter's about, you know, the road to redemption. We needed redeemed. Right. We needed Jesus to redeem us back to God because we couldn't do it on our own. Exactly. So. I agree 100%. Um, John chapter 5, verses 39 and 40, I love this. It says, you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life. He's talking to the Pharisees. Right. But the scriptures point to me, yet you refuse to come to me to receive this life. Mm. And I think I said, I don't know if I said it in both services, but I know I said it in at least one, but 
I'm like, there's a lot of you and Christians all over the world who post on Facebook mm-hmm. and TikTok. There's scriptures and scriptures, and you're talking a lot about God, but you're not allowing God to work in your life. Right. And, and, and scripture always points to God, always points to Jesus. It points to yeah. Him. Um, you know, you believe in the in the scriptures. You think there's power, but you have to allow Jesus Christ to literally work in your life. Mm-hmm. So is He at the center uh, of everything right. that you do? And right. So and that's all- a Great point because, you know, the scriptures always point to Jesus. Exactly. Our lives should also parallel that and our lives should always point to Jesus also. 100%. So pretty good day yesterday. Actually a very good day. It was good. Good kickoff to the, to the series. And I can't believe we got four weeks to Easter. So yikes. Yikes. We're going to turn around twice and it's going to be Christmas. Hmm. I love those J.I. Oh, sorry. That's not right. (laughs) Right. Yep, just a matter of time. It'll be snowing again, and then you'll oh, be grumpy. Oh my goodness! So let's not exactly. talk about that. I want the happy. Okay, break. I'm gonna bring this. I'm gonna put my foot in the pool for a second and pull it right back out. I saw the temperature I, for this coming Sunday: 34 degrees is the high. So I know. I'm gonna pull out of that. May Jesus come before that, and we'll be fine. So there you go. Yep, there you go. So we got a few things coming up this coming Saturday, March the 26th is the Young at Heart meeting. It's at 5.30 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. For those of you who are 55 and older, if you uh, need more information or you need to um, sign up, you can go, you can contact Glenn and Lisa Smith, and you can email them. What's their email address again? That it's is R-C-C-Y-A-H, which stands for Richwood Church of Christ, Young at Heart, at gmail.com. Perfect. You can email them right there and go ahead and get that information to them and let them know that you're going to be coming. And then... We have a new ladies' Bible study called Habakkuk. It's a fun word to say. Habakkuk. Habakkuk. If you have another child, could you name it Habakkuk? Habakkuk Chenault. <laughs> Boy or girl. See, did we talk about this already? I wanted to name Christian Michael. Yeah. Because we've got Jordan, and that way if they were yeah, outside. Yeah, you did. And if they were outside playing, I could yell outside, Michael, Michael Jordan, get in here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Should have named your dog Habakkuk. That would have been Habakkuk. Awesome. Yeah. He'd be like, what? Huh? <laughs> but anyway, this new Bible study is, starts on April the 6th. It meets in the Fellowship Hall from 9.30 to 11. It's a so, Wednesday morning study. Wednesday morning study. You can sign up on the website. Call the church office if you need more information. Then on April 24th, following the second worship service, we're going to have pizza with the staff. Pizza with the staff. Pizza with the staff. This is for anybody who's new over the last 24 months, and you want to come in. We'll tell you a little bit about the church. You get to meet the staff. We'll tell you a little bit about what we do. We won't keep you more than hopefully an hour or so, but we'll have some pizza, little little food. You get to meet the staff, and so we'll be having the sign-ups and all that, how you can do that in the next week or so. But It is actually already on the website. Oh, is it really? If you go to richwood.church forward slash sign-up. You can sign up there. Make sure that if you sign up for that, you also hit the um, the down box or whatever you want to call it where you can select how many will be attending from your family group. Look at you. Did you do that? I did. Did anybody ever tell you how amazing you are? <laughs> be quiet. <laughs> I'm pulling a Craig DeClint. Hey, why don't you just be just quiet? Be quiet, right? <laughs> and, then, and then, are you ready for this? I'm ready. The Chosen. The Chosen yes. video series. Yes. Um, I heard... Rumor about that. Exactly. So this is going to be starting on Wednesday, April the 27th from 630 to 8. And if you guys don't know this, The Chosen is a biblically inspired historical character uh, drama that has impacted, I think, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't going to watch it because I'm kind of, I, I don't like religious cheesy shows. It is not cheesy. It's not cheesy and it's it so is good. awesome. It's well and done. I absolutely love it. 
And uh, but each week they're they're going to gather to watch an episode together, and then they're going to um, discuss the personal and biblical impl- implications of the message of that show, which mm-hmm. that should be a pretty good discussion. Series open to the entire community, so if you know somebody who wants to go and just yep. wants to watch it, the episodes aren't long. They're what maybe forty five, fifty, forty five to fifty five minutes normally. Yeah. Yep. So and then. Um, Tell us about Easter weekend. Easter weekend, we've got Good Friday service on Friday. What is that? Friday, April the The 15th. 15th, And that is going to be 6 o'clock here in the sanctuary. Um, And then we will have both services Sunday morning at 9 and 1030 as well. So should be a good day. Should be a good day. Good weekend. Looking forward to that. Easter's always a good day. May have a special guest worship leader with me on Good Friday. Willie Nelson. Close. It is close, isn't it? It's, it's not Willie, though? It's not Willie. Okay. D- this person does not have near as much hair as Willie Nelson has. It would be maybe my dad. <laughs> okay. So. Well, Willie Nelson or your dad, I mean, that's... Yeah, he does you know. a pretty good Willie Nelson impersonation. You know, here's the thing about Willie Nelson and your dad. I've never seen him in the same room at the same time. They so could be the same person. It's like Jimmy Buffett and Steve Curtin Chapman. Steve you say they may be the same person. I'm not buying that one. Dude. Check it out. I'm, I'm telling you, and everybody, check this out. Wherever Stephen Curtis Chapman is on a Sunday night, Jimmy Buffett's been there on Friday and Saturday. It is uncanny. It just, I've never seen anything like it. Thanks for Jimmy joining Buffett. us for Grounded. <laughs> <laughs> you wear me out. Goodness. Anyways. What else you got? Anything <laughs> after that? He's just looking at me like, <laughs> I need more coffee now. Goodness. <laughs> No, I don't have anything. I'm Me neither. Gonna, I don't I'm think just, so. Unless you want to talk about the the um, the way that Stephen Curtis Chapman and Jimmy Buffett are always in the same zone. Yeah, no, we don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I'm not buying it. What else do you got? You have anything else? I don't have anything really? else. I don't think so. No. Yeah. Looking forward to a good week. I'm gonna get some planning done. Get planned out a little bit and. Perfect. So we may have to chat next week about, I think we may go one more week with Grounded and then we'll be off a week, I believe. Okay. If I remember correctly. So, so I, yeah. I may be out of town on one of my thousand vacations. Again. Again. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. So guys, again, thank you guys for listening and hanging in there with us. And I know, uh, sometimes it takes us a minute or two to get, um, into the, into the subject, but that's part of the, uh, that's part of the allure to grounded, right? And we apologize so, uh, yeah. partially to those of you who do not like Major League Baseball the way that we do. So. I don't just, yeah. You don't apologize? No, okay. Just, it is Never it mind. Is, then yeah. I take, I recant it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. We are glad that you did. We hope that you, um, have a great week. We hope that you enjoy the weather no matter where, you are and i guess if you're somewhere super cold still then i guess you'll have to endure it but um if you're here in central ohio we hope that you enjoy the weather and craig you have a great week hey you too and, and i'm gonna encourage everybody and you too check out that jimmy buffett and steve oh, gee, here we go. all right see you guys Bye.